Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 623, for comics originally coming out the 23rd and 24th of March. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic shops this Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, you were able to chisel out four hours for Snyder Cut. I have yet to be able to do it, and you just reminded me that I forgot to watch Falcon Winter Soldier today. Yeah, it was uh, Wednesday. I was I couldn't sleep, tossing and turning. It was like f- five in the morning, um, Thursday morning. So I was like five in the morning. Screw it, I'm getting up and watching Snyder Cut, <laughs> and I did, hey, and yeah. and um, drank a lot of coffee while I was watching it. But <laughs> I, I'm glad I was able to watch it. You know, in its entirety, I I thought I was gonna have to break it up, and uh, so I'm glad I was able to do that. And uh, you know, I I was really impressed. It was cool. Like it was like I I've already seen Justice League twice before mm-hmm. this, and I also watched the uh, Ultimate Edition of B- BVS. So I've seen that twice as well, but two different versions. And I thought the Ultimate Edition added a little was pretty good, and that's what I expected from Snyder Cut. But I just thought it was just like almost like a totally. Huh. And um I really liked it. Really liked the character development. Um all the added stuff was pretty cool. Was, I mean, it was a little bit where I was like, "Yeah, hey, you probably could have cut this, but it's fun to see." Yeah. It it was fun to see. So, really great. I didn't mind the 4 by 3 aspect ratio at all. Um I didn't even notice it half the time. And so People whining around about that. They'll just whine everything, I guess. <laughs> um, but that, I, it, it was really great. And um, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. So please enjoy enjoy that and carve out some time. And um, at, at least get the uh, trial to HBO Max because <laughs> and, and then cancel after you watch it. Because it, it's, worth, it's worth that, the free trial for HBO Max, just, <laughs> just to see it. And then yeah, this morning we I got back up and uh, and watched um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and there was no sitcom parody at the beginning, so that was that was kind of strange. <laughs> they did not start in the forties with this. No, but it was really good. Um, How long was it? An hour. It was an hour okay? And it, it was it, it went by pretty quickly. I don't even think it was an hour. My, um, uh, but yeah, it was. They did a good job fleshing the characters out. Um, you know, they have more screen time than they've had in all the all the MCU movies up to this point. So I, I really in, enjoyed that, and um, there was enough of uh, intrigue to propel you to the next one. I don't think there's going to be as much fan theories in this one, but there might be. <laughs> um, there there wasn't a ton of like Easter eggs and things to worry about, but you know I, I only watched it once and I haven't done any deep dive on it or anything. Um, so there might be stuff that um, is more than meets the eye, but I don't think so. I mean, it seemed more straightforward, and but it was it was really good. Did it play uh, cinematic or did it feel TV? Uh, they, they did a really good job with the opening scene um, to like grab you, uh, mm. but then it, it got a little smaller as the episode went on, and you know it was kind of just some real small smaller moments and character development. So it wasn't as overarching at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's d- definitely a good one, and and it, you know, not another fun one to watch week to week and not binge. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that, and you will have caught up by next week. Yes, yes, I, I will now remember that I have a Friday appointment again. 
<laughs> yeah, it was weird, not, you know, not having Wanda last week, and then you know, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, something, something's out again. So, and I, I still have for all mankind too. On uh, those are two appointment television. You got to watch them other day. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's time again for DC's solicits. They uh, we just talked about DC. I thought a couple of weeks yeah, well, ago. Yeah, we just did this. Yeah, and now we have the um, DC Connect Eleven April uh, the April edition. These are soliciting comics that will be on sale June uh, this year. It's and, it's still March mid March. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even sent our our March order in yet. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and we're talking about June release, so that's that's pretty crazy. Um, and right on the cover is is um, your buddy Fortnite. They're making a big deal of this Fortnite thing. It's going to be a six issue series of Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite tie in Dark the Dark Knight versus Fortnite's greatest heroes. Um, all the Fortnite heroes seem pretty generic for the most part, so that's going to be kind of weird. Um, you know, story by Donald Mustard, pencils by Riley Brown. Um, so, I mean, it's not like they're putting even their top creators on this, it doesn't seem. So, um, it seems kind of tchotchke. Um, I was talking to my 10-year-old about this, who is a big Fortniter. And by that, I mean, that's all he wants to do. Because <laughs> um, we were talking about the skins that you get with each copy of these things. You got that, because I, I, we had the... Uh, the point zero number, yeah, zero. We just did something on FOC the other day for one, right? I thought that was one, but I guess not. Yeah, that I was guess a that different, was zero. Exactly. That was, that was zero. So that's before we even get into these zero points or whatever we got going here. Because I told my son that if these turn out to be really cool, like exclusive skins in the comic Spikes... Yeah. He's not getting it. I'm going to flip it. <laughs> so that was a difficult to sit, conversation to have because I said I buy comics and I, you know, I do it. But you know, sometimes Dad likes to flip them if they if they spike and get popular. And I said, and if like it turns out these are really cool sp- skins that are really exclusive to this comic and they blow up for something, I said I will sell it on the secondary market out from under you. <laughs> if not, you can have these. <laughs> so we shall see. I'm going to teach him a few more few lessons. And speculation first, which I haven't even taught myself lately. Um, m- m- money over over family is that is that oh, the yeah, lesson? Exactly, exactly. Learn at an early age. Blood's thicker than water, but nothing's thicker than money. Um, but the other thing is, like, uh, there's all these words. Each issue includes a redeemable code for a bonus digital cosmetic in Fortnite, inspired by the comic. Blah blah blah. It doesn't say exclusive anywhere. Yeah. So I'm assuming these skins are still going to be available for quote unquote V bucks or real money kind of thing. I was hoping they would be exclusive to the comic. Well, it does say therefore... too that if you if you redeem all six of the digital code, mm-hmm. you then unlock a new armored Batman's outfit. But it also doesn't say that is exclusive. Yeah, but you have to do all six codes to get it. So that seems that's expensive. Which is like my my son did a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm within Fortnite, and he had to do all kinds of tasks to unlock each piece of beskar armor to complete the beskar armor kit and i assume it'll be similar to this batman zero where you'll just kind of unlock all of his armored outfit until you've got the whole thing but yeah um the fact that it doesn't say these are exclusive to the comics i think is is makes him less of a draw well i think so i mean it's it's inspired by the comics so it's going to be bat related 
Yeah. Right. And, like, we've already purchased movie Batman and comic Batman through, you know, two seasons ago skins. So he already has hmm. Batman and stuff like that in it. So it's not like this is even the first go at Batman anymore. But I think, like, it just kind of sucks. I think we missed the boat. If these were, like, super exclusive to the comics... And there's and they and they could be. We could circle back, and I could tell you that you know my son's infatuated with them, and they're exclusive to comics, and he's the only person that has these skins, and yada yada yada. And then I could see him spiking huge from the Fortnite clan, who's usually very young. Yeah, it's usually very young kids, um, and might not be comic related, so there might be a, a lot of scramble for them. But without the word kind of exclusive to the comics, I worry that they'll just be like. Oh, it's just this thing, but the kid can just spend a few V bucks and get it without doing yeah. comic stuff. Yeah, but I mean, th- these aren't going to be in Walmart, correct? So, I mean, how's a ten year old going to get a comic? You know, they, they're if they're not a reader already, they're not going to be able to get their hands on these. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. But I mean, and then they're going to say, "Oh, where did you get this? Oh, I got it from a comic. Hey, let's go find a comic." I mean. If it turns out to be really cool, they'll clamor for them and they'll find a way. But yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's stumbling upon them. And... Unless you can, unless it's you can do buy them digitally. I mean, are these you know these available through the DC app or Comixology or whatever? Can you do you still get the codes that you need? That is a good question as well. Other than that, also the story seems a little weird. Like I said, the uh, the characters from Fortnite in my mind are usually pretty uh, generic. Uh, we see we've got a new Harley Quinn skin for the Fortnite stuff. Um, we've got Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe mixed in here a few times. This is zero point number three. We have Snake Eyes. Um, yeah, there's some interesting characters on the covers. I think I was off the wall with that, and we really get what's or five or six. So maybe they'll sneak a couple other characters in there, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 buying in uh, to Fortnite though, going all in, and um, I I hope it unlocks some readers for them. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be awesome. Then. But uh, ain't, ain't many of them about Fortnite kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be the first one uh, and only. Yeah. So that's all six. They'll all be out in the same month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of interesting. And then I'm guessing collected in a trade. Yeah. See, yeah, they're all and see, it sucks. So how they doing? Five bucks a piece, and there's six of them. So I, 30 bucks worth of friggin' Fortnite comics for a story I don't care about that might just skins and codes for the kid. That's May, June. Yeah, on sale like the July. last one. The last one's July 6th. Yeah, yeah. July 6th. Yeah, so we're starting the first one, which and is the one I think weeks. we FOC'd, right? Yeah, they're doing F. That's 420. So the first one comes out 420. We may have FOC'd that one already. Oh, okay. And, and then we have then then we go to May. I had you FOC all three, I think, didn't I? Yes. And then yes. I wonder if there's... A, oh, now I'm curious whether there's a, the same code for all three or whatever. Now, I'll find all this stuff in when those come out and I'll report back. With yeah. A, how the codes work and everything, and B, whether child's excited about it or not. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get for the single issue buy? And then um, is it cleared how to save the codes for the cumulative effect? Gotcha. And then yeah. we'll call our good friends at CGC and see if they'll... They're dinging us on our grading if we uh, pull the codes. Uh, redeem the codes. You want, uh, yeah. Do they have the stickers or do you scrape it? I'm hoping it's just a little card inside of it. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, and then we go to the first issue of Infinite Frontier. Um, seems like it's two months between zero issue and 
first issue. Mm, they want us to be excited. It was please be excited. And I'm I'm not sure why that happened, um, but I'm hoping I remember everything by then. And then so that's that's the six issue miniseries. We're getting the first issue that we already have the zeros already out, mm. uh, and then we then we're going to do some crossovers. We have Infinite Frontier Secret Files. Um, is that the only one? Yeah, at the moment. And then we're starting a new Supergirl series. Um, this one is a uh, Tom King written. Okay. With Bilquis Evely. Uh, Interesting. On art, and I will uh, I, I will read it. It's only eight issues. Sounds good. Mm. See what he brings to. Um, Supergirl? Why would Supergirl need it? Oh, well. Anyways, we'll find And we're doing an OGN uh, for Whistle, a new Gotham City hero. Huh. Yeah, so it's a, it's an OGN. Um, six by nine seems like a small form factor for an OGN, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I wonder if that's like what your um, scholastic books, like, Catman, Dogman. What is it? Is it Catman or Dogman? It's Dogman. Dogman. What size are those? Uh, let's see. I picked one off the floor. The probably about seven inches tall. So I think they're they're smaller. They, oh, than they're smaller there. than that. Yeah. And then we've got what is this Pride Pride Month? Yep. DC Pride. Is that going to be a ten ten dollar quarterly? DC Pride number one, ten dollars. New hero. Okay, so most of these folks most of the writers are gay or have come out yeah somewhere in the lgbt realm i don't know that the artists are or not the writers i recognize that haven't come out dc celebrates pride month with night all new stories starring fan favorite lgbia plus characters harley quinn poison on nighter extraño batwoman aqualad alan scott city and future state flash renee montoya pied piper and many anthology will also feature the thrilling introduction of a new hero dreamer in the dcu as seen on cw supergirl that's that's who nicole means is Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A pinup gallery with art by Travis Moore, Chris Anka, Kevin Wada, Sophie Campbell, Grobel, and more. Six exciting new profiles of CTV's LGBTQIA plus characters and the actors who play them. So they do not say anything about the writing team. And then they have uh, Pride Month covers for a lot of the other DV. So is this going to be uh, big for the LGBT? community will we will th- will they be seeking these out um is this going to be spec worthy at ten dollars no yeah that's a lot of covers and then we we're, we're going we have a a cardstock variant of a ten dollar book which i assume that'll mean it's an eleven dollar <laughs> yeah but usually right maybe 12 yeah. uh then we're going to get a um, a crush and lobo is that a one shot or a series Oh, it's Crush an eight eight issue series. One of an eight issues. Yeah, uh, Mariko Tamaki is doing this. I hope these spike because I, I I expect heavy on the uh, the Lobo cover, and I got the one in twenty five for first appearance in uh, what was it, the Young Justice League or whatever. Oh, was it in Titans? Yeah, that's what it was, Titans. And then we're going to do a Poison Ivy OGN called Thorns. Looks very right. artsy. We have Truth and Justice number five for Batwoman again. Uh, it can't be. We've got to have some regular comics here. It can't be all trades. 
Well, we're, we're, that was finishing up their... They've got some oh, trades just... and OG and stuff to finish out their Pride Month section. And uh, oh, okay. We start with Batman Reptilian. Garth Ennis, Liam Sharp. Oh, your boy Sinkovich is doing the one in 25. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's cool. Yeah, Garth Ennis, give, give me. Give me, give me, give me. Batman The Adventure Continues is getting a season two. So it looks like, is that Talon we're, we're segmenting there in the back? Or is that Court of Owls? Where at? On the cover? At, yeah, if you see the cover, like... What's well, Dead Man? Uh-huh, but look at the, the general shape of, of the background. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Court of Owls, yep. Okay, so this is the first... We haven't seen much from the Court of Owls since New 52, correct? Uh, well, the one Talon has been around. Yeah. Correct, Talon, but we're not specifically saying Talon. We're right. saying we're back to the Court of Owls, and I, I keep thinking they occasionally they'll be a like a a page with them on there pulling the strings on Nightwing or something. Uh-huh. Do we care about Batman: The Adventure Continues season two? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the only reason I was even thinking about it was Court of Owls. It's Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. I mean, Paul Dini, some good stuff. Maybe. Yeah, animated stuff. I don't know Har- if his or his, com- are his like comics are his comics good. I don't think they've stood out. Maybe they have. Uh, then we get a six issue series for Checkmate. This Brian Michael Bendis is going to write this with uh, art by Alex Malieve. So uh, Checkmate, yes, I am Check. I'm getting this one. The Dark about Forces this. of Leviathan have thrown through DC Universe, and now no one can be trusted. No one, not any person writing to you about this book. That's why you find out in Justice 3 the Green Arrow has been secretly funding a group called... Spoilers! Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> no, that's okay. They wrote it in the solicit. Yeah. I mean, it's their fault. Yep. Art looks good. Art looks really good, and then we have the 80th anniversary of Green Arrow. Fantastic. A hundred page super spectacular with writers like Jeff Lemire, Ben Percy, Greel, Phil Hester, Mariko Tamaki, Anthony Phillips, Tom Taylor, Ram V, Viva Ayala, Brandon Thomas, Ben Grayson, and Larry O'Neill. None of the uh, old guys. Yeah, they didn't even bring back uh, Kevin Smith for an extra jump or anything. (laughs) That's true. The guy that did the longbow. Mm-hmm. But we got a bunch of covers. Bunch of covers. So I assume we'll probably do the generations. So we'll have at least all the generations, those eight or ten covers. Really? Isn't that what we usually do for the 80th anniversary stuff? Yeah. Now, they didn't, they didn't do 80th for Hawkman, right? I so it, I, I equate Hawkman and Green Arrow about the same level. Am I wrong? In my mind, you're wrong. Green Arrow's above. Yes. Because you like him. No. Because he's more prominent in like Justice League and stuff. Also, bows are cool. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, then we get the uh, James Tinian uh, Black Label book, The Nice House on the Lake. Uh, this was announced a little earlier as a creator-owned uh, book. So DC said, don't take this to Image or elsewhere. We want your create your own stuff here and you can keep ownership i'm in uh i'm super in i love that i love that dc says hey uh james tinian's our guy and james yeah well he said they said well stop selling something that's killing children in the department of truth over there and yeah. sell it here i'm sure dc's gonna get a cut of yep. 
somehow. But I guess they just won't own the rights if it gets off. Yeah, and they'll say, we're, we're going to eat that $11,000 printing fee or whatever. It's all good. But yeah, I'm going to jump on. And it's doing the thing you hate. It's being solicited as a one of 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, this this is all. They're all being solicited this way. Nothing's, we haven't hit it ongoing yet. Now, what is this interior art? It looks like an email. Yeah. I think that stuff's kind of cool. What is going on? I like it. I like the okay. The next one was a little better. Probably like that. That's real art. Okay. Thank Would you. you rather see somebody reading an email to you than? Um, no, this this works. Yeah. I, I guess. I thought that was like we we haven't got the art done yet, so this is all we have. <laughs> so we're just we're just photocopying the email we sent to James Denny in the fourth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought it was. So. Uh, we or got an into annuals. Com- yeah, it's annual time. So, action com. Um, Philip Kennedy Johnson. Catwoman gets an annual. Flash gets an annual. Teen Titans Academy gets an annual. They're uh, selling as the yearbook. I think that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. And you get an origin to Red X. Hey, this so is we- probably where we'll eventually find out who he is, maybe. We don't know yet? I, uh, I don't know if I've read the right books to know. Wonder Woman Black and Gold, number one. Okay, so we did Superman, Red and red Blue. And <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman Black and Gold. So who will we get a, uh, what would Bat, well, we do Batman Black and White, don't we? Yeah. And the new Green Lantern. <laughs> Injustice Year Zero hardcover from Taylor. Trade, trade, trade. And then we have Here's Action. Here's a real comic. Yeah. Action 1032. Yeah, Action 1032. We've got American Vampire number 9. 1976 number 9. Batman 109. What's happening here? A Brutal Battle for the Ages. Okay, so and then once we start with these books here, like for Batman 109, we have the standard variant, or standard cover, we have our variant, and then we have our pride variant, and then we have our 125 variant. So these are the things that have a pride variant on them. Now, Tom Taylor... Um, it's not writing detective, but he's writing Batman the detective. Um, and this third issue has the introduction of a new villain. Um, this villain is called Equilibrium. And is this a punchline style? I'll jump in for a Tom Taylor created villain. Well, has he uh, rolled out any other villains anywhere that. Well, he did um, that we liked uh, over at that Wolverine book. What was her name? The little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey Badger. So he does do some cool stuff. Batman Urban Legends before. I like I re- the uh, the Red Hood in these issues. Yeah, I read the first one. Um, it was pretty good. I like the Chip Zdarsky book a lot and the Matthew Rosenberg book a lot, the stories. and um, The other ones were okay, um, but, I, but those two stood out to me, and I enjoyed those a lot. A lot of pages cost you a little bit of money. Yeah, Chip Starsky's really good. And, yeah. um, I have, Sorry I ever had my doubts. I remember many times you said, he's just an artist. I, I've said that about most of the artists, because mm-hmm. most of them don't make the transition. He's done a good job. I don't know what we got to pull off here in Batman Superman 19, but for goodness sakes, we're going to somehow do Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it to Gene Young Lang. You know? Catwoman 2. Jenny Frizen cardstock looks good. We're bringing uh, Hawk Girl into the Super Sons. That's cool. I'm excited about that. Crime Syndicate, I, I enjoyed that first issue a lot. It used to be good. I, haven't, I, I have not read 
the uh, detective since it changed and new creative teams. I need to probably sample that at some point. Yeah. The cover looks pretty good, actually. Is that Dan Mora? Yep. Yeah, it's Dan Mora's cover A, and then there's a Mr. Worth versus... Yeah, the Dan Mora covers are great. I wish he was doing interiors, but the art teams are just like 15 people throw, throwing at this to get the to get it out on time, I think. Mm. We've got, what, Bogdanovich, Jonathan Clampion, Dustin Nguyen, Carl Mostert, all on art for 40 pages. I guess that makes sense. Oh, especially if they're if they're crediting both the colorist and the and they're doing well, they're they're doing it's shipping twice a month. So they're, maybe they're they're also maybe like a penciler and an anchor, and they have the backup stories, which is a different penciler and anchor. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, Far Sector, don't read it, but it's got a twelfth issue. Future State Gotham still happening. Are we concerned about? confusion in the marketplace <laughs> with future states and infants and yeah well, at this point continuity i just shrug yeah so many different themes i i like the solomon grundy and harley quinn that's cool yeah enough grundy that's a that's a good looking grundy too so there's a big final page reveal in justice league 62 which didn't we read something about Justice League 62 somewhere? Can't remember. Justice League 63. Naomi. Naomi's back. Yeah. Yay. Now, I um had the opportunity to read either Justice League or Nightwing today before hopping on. Was and it I Tom chose, Taylor's first Nightwing? I chose Nightwing, and it was fantastic. Yay. So you need to carve out some time for that, too. Before or after my four hours for Justice League, hour for... Yeah, well... It's 15 minutes of yeah, your time for yeah, the Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. So I would do that. But all of the above. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give you a thumbs up for all of the above. We already talked about this Justice League by Chip Zdarsky. We must have, because yeah. this is the second issue. <laughs> yeah. I thought DC was paring down. This feels like a friggin' long list. <laughs> Legends. Of, yeah, we talked about Legends of the Dark Knight last time. Man Bat's gone. This is his last issue. And Mr. Miracle. There's Nightwing. Sinister. The most sinister villain, Bloodhaven. Heartless. Yeah, you need to hurry up and read it because there's some cool stuff that's happening that you need to uh, know about so I can talk about. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> We're still doing Represent. I've enjoyed these. They've been pretty good. This is a collection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to collect some of them. They were, they were good. They're worth reading. Robin, I'm really looking forward to this. I hope Josh Williamson does a good job with it. Is this the end of Rorschach? Or? Nine of twelve. Well, we've got twelve. And I think that's about it. Suicide Squad 4 has more Red X for Teen Titans. Superman 32, that is a cool variant cover. Like the N. Lee cover. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at these, and I... You know, I like a lot of these books. I really do. But the the like the the writing talent at DC is like seems like it's been cut in half. Yeah. Just don't have the maybe 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 some of these people will bubble up and they'll they'll be thought of as great writers. But I mean, I I, I people the blurbs that talk about John Ridley say he's great. See, I I read some of this Second Son. I don't think it's that great. Rom V, I've already kind of made up my mind on him. <laughs> Joel Jones, we gave her a shot 
for with with Catwoman. She took twenty issues to tell a story. So it's I don't know if Wonder Girl's gonna be any better. Hope so. You're doing a wrap up, but we still got a whole lot more here. I thought we were at the end, but there was a lot of Wonder Woman here. Wonder Girl and Wonder Woman. Flash seven seventy one, Joker number four, Batman Second Son, Swamp Thing four, Wonder Girl two. No wait a minute. This deceased unkillables is unpublished material. Oh, or was the? Did I just not read it? Did I not I read unkillables? You just didn't read them. When the hell was this? Did this come out? I don't know. A while ago, I think. I must have missed this one. It's it's a villain story during deceased. Did I read this? Vandal yeah, this Savage. collects unkillables one through three. I don't remember. Do, I don't remember this. Maybe it's a. Is it a? Could it be digital first? Uh-uh. No, I remember talking to some people about it. Okay. So you've read it. Or you no, know people I, I talked to people that I didn't. I was behind on Deceased, and then I just had well, people tell me what was okay. going on. Because I've, I've, I've probably read four different <laughs> Deceased volumes, so I'm going to have to look this up and read it. Doggone it. And we're collecting some of our Future State stuff, and we got some kids' items. OMAC One One Man Army Corps by Jack Kirby. Wow, <laughs> that's his one of his final projects for DC in the seventies. Presents a dystopian future when many people are pushed to the violence to relieve their stress, and a corporate nobody called Buddy Blank is recruited by the global peace agents to become the superpowered being known as OMAC, the One Man Army Corps. That's cool. Good old Kirby. The New 52 10th Anniversary Deluxe Hardcover. How far are you down? I don't see that. Did I miss it? Just passed a bunch of trades, Green Lantern, Last God, Sweet Tooth. Okay, I see it. Yeah, it was 10 years ago, wasn't it? It was 2011. Collection of the New 52's Greatest First Issues. That would be Batman. What else? Nightwing. I don't think Nightwing was in the first wave. Oh, we might not have been the first wave. We shall see. Yeah, because we got Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns, Jeff Lemire, Azarello, Scott Snyder. Yeah. All right, I'm done with these. It is June's a five-week month. Yeah, it's all kinds of pretty. So good. that's that's why. Our thoughts so that DC was ever paring things down was completely wrong. There's a ton of stuff coming. There's there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Holy moly. That's that's our show, folks. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let's get out of uh, what DC's got coming up, and let's get over to the Hot 10. Yeah, Hot 10 from our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. We'll be looking at their top 10 hot comics from Martinez. And at rank number one, we have Captain America Sam Wilson, number three and five, skyrocketing from 25 to $100 and 30 to $60, respectfully. This first appearance of Joaquin Torres, the new Falcon, MCU fans at the moment. Spoiler. Is it? A little bit. Not really. Nothing's happened, so speculations. Interesting. At rank two, we have Jen, lock number six. Well, I have no clue if the rarity is real or not on this book. All I know is that this was a $4 book, and then a week ago it started selling for 100 to 200 or more, and seems to have settled around the $200 range. Never heard is, of it. Is this going to go down as one of those urban myth books since all the copies have been flushed out? 
That's huh. weird. I've never heard of it. Yep. That's one that just... What? At rank three, we have X-Men number four from 1992. Um, more than doubling in price since late February. 9.8 copies are now in the 350 to $400 range for a C-rated villain from the early 90s with a CGC census of 2,400 or more 9.8s. <laughs> That's more crazy. <laughs> that Captain means temporary, right? Yeah. Temporary at best. Yeah, definitely. Captain America number 26 from 2005, the Bucky variant. We talked about this already. When this book was on the list two weeks ago, 9.8s were selling around $600. Now, $900 and likely going to be 1000 within the week. Once the show stops, let's hope this book doesn't do an about face and fall back down. At rank five, we have Harley Quinn number one, the uh, Yoshido Amano Green one per store variant. Weird, these are live, but the book doesn't reel next week. Uh, it's selling between 90 and 120. Who the is top... it? Yoshi, Yoshitaka Amano Green. That's the artist? Yep. And then at rank six, we have the Pop Kill number four, the Adam Hughes Kickstarter variant. Continuing on its upward price trend, this is now a $300 book, up from 200 to 250 Very few available for sale at the moment. At rank seven, we have Dynamite number two, and number four, Dr. Seuss variants. Resp- Reports that the publisher asked for all copies of these covers to be destroyed. There are also virgin covers for both of these as well. Prices have gone up to about 30 to 35 for any of the four covers. Please comment their way. We're just reporting sales. I wonder how my... um uh... Your ice cream man, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what about those? Yeah. At rank 8, we have Starfire number 6. From 2016, the Emanuela Lupicino variant. This has Pepe Le Pew on the front. Speaking of controversy, yes, folks, this throwaway crossover book is now selling for $50. What is going? Check out Looney Tunes number 9, number 14, number 183, etc. Does that mean other Pepe Le Pew Yeah, I assume. Yep. Covers? At rank 9, we have the Ultimate Fallout number 4, the second printing cover A. 9.8s are a thousand now. A month ago they were 600. Two months ago 300. I would say this is a case of people that are now priced out of the first print and are okay settling for the second print. Truth, red, white, and black number one from Marvel. I love when speculators start their buying, and I think this book is right on that cusp. While an increase in raw copies is from 25 to 40 or 50, and 9.8s are now at an all-time high of 250 is nice. I would love to know where this book goes next. It wouldn't surprise me either way if Marvel introduced Isaiah Bradley or not, but it would be it will be a fun next six weeks. And our honorable mentions, we have Scarlet Witch number 10 from 2016. Why do these David Aha covers just look so amazing? Anyways, this is a cover price book until a little over a week ago, and that's for 20 bucks or higher. Very few of these listed. This might be one of those one you may be able to find in the back. I completely forgot about this Scarlet Witch series. I love this series. Yeah. At rank five in their honorable, or at the other one in their honorable mentions, we have Colossal Comics number five. The 4.0, the sale week, this week for $1,700 is significant for several reasons. This is the lone graded copy. Overstreet doesn't even list this book. How is that even possible? Um, and it is predicting the future. It says it's a futuristic right there on the cover. Wow, if Overstreet doesn't have it, it must not exist. Yeah, Overstreet's never wrong. <laughs> All right, Drew, let's head on over to our FOC uh, 
Eric has gotten us our FOC list, but we don't have a sneak peek at Eric's thoughts on the FOC. Oh, he did. He just sent it. If you can check your email real quick. All right. Scratch that. And that Hot off the press. I was going to about it being all up to you and me to do it. It's now <laughs> out the door. Thank we God. We still have our good friends at Deep Discount Comics to be our crutch for us on things. Um, of course, the things that they are pointing out to us, we have things like Batman, the detective number one, cover A. Uh, Tom Taylor, of course, writing this six-issue series. So that's cool. Wonder Woman 771, the Joshua Middleton card, stock cover B, a very cool cover. Kanto in the City of Giants, number one of three from IDW. Kanto is hot right now. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number 61, second printing. Gibson variant with that new suit on the cover. Nick Spencer written book. Guardians of the Galaxy number 13, the Liefeld Deadpool 30th anniversary variant. Cool. Spider-Man Spider's Shadow number one, the fairy variant from Pasquale Ferry on that with that Zdarsky written book. And Berserker number two from Boom Studios. We don't even have a cover, but there is a Boom Studios surprise incentive variant for $10. We don't have anything on the cover art or anything, but our good boy Eric is saying, yo, you got to pick it up regardless. <laughs> and we have Phantom on Scan number one from Aftershock Comics, Cullen Bunn and Mark Or Okay, yeah, Phantom of the Scan. But let's not take their work for it. Let's dig through the FOC and Drew and I can find. Let's start with DC. And of course, DC, anything you do for FOC is going to be due by Santa or is going to be due on Sunday for their FOC items. More Fortnite point zeros. Yeah, see, there's there's issue two. Cause we so this is issue it. two yeah. of the stuff that's also in the uh, book we just went through. I am probably going to read batman and mysteries <laughs> i'm probably going to read that first one That's just funny. to see how it works because you know what was the one the um where elmer fudd uh yep crossed over with batman that was great so i'm going to check this out see if it's any good and then, yeah what do you so are you getting all these fortnights uh, i'm just going to get one i was hoping i would get the one and be able to kind of assess what everything is before i ran for these uh, i don't know i'll talk to you later Okay, you'll think about it for twenty-four hours. You know, doubt. So yeah, this the Batman Do Detective. That's that's a tough one, right? Because that, yeah, I definitely want it. I still don't know how many. What's what's he, what is Tom Taylor going to do? Is this as close as he's ever going to get to Batman? So he's going to go all in and go all out and make it his own, or is he going to? Keep it safe so he can try to get the main title one of these days. Now, Infinite Frontier Zero, considering a one-shot, but can a Zero issue that has seven subsequent issues be considered a one-shot when it's part of a series? Yeah, right? Shouldn't that be Zero of seven? Yeah. Or Zero of six? I wouldn't consider one-shot, but that's just me being... Yeah. But you can jump on the second print of Infinite Frontier Zero in time to get in on the Infinite Frontier. And it's smart that they're... Um, Keeping it, in, keeping mm -hmm. it in, in the shops because they've got a ways to get to the first issue. Joker number two. Good covers. I enjoyed it. First issue. I don't know that I liked the backup that much. It was okay, but I really liked the main the main story. For good things about Superman Red and Blue, uh, it just came out this week. I haven't got a chance to read it yet. Down out of DC and now Dark Horse with Jenny Zero. 
and Chip Zdarsky's back in another Black Hammer. So, who was it last week? Or last month? Jeff Johns. Now we're back to Chip Zdarsky again. That's cool. And he's doing the cover A and writing. Did we talk about Jenny Zero on, during the um, our previews once? I don't believe we did. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Down to the IDW of Kanto and the City of Giants. The standard cover, 1 in 10 and a 25. Home is um, first issue from Image Comics, written by Julia, Julio, or Julio Anta, and Anna Wisinski. Not even close. She, uh, looks pretty good. Yeah. I think we talked about Jules Verne's Lighthouse. That was that Brian Haberlin thing. Mm. Oh, the second issue of Carmen. Okay. I just read the first issue a couple nights ago, and um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was happening, and I just went into it cold, and I thought it was really, really cool. Um, what can I say about it that would get you interested in reading but not ruin anything? Because I don't know. Cause <laughs> I, I can't remember what. Yeah, I can't remember what the first. I don't even remember the first solicit. Like what it said it was about, the mm-hmm. book was about. It was, uh, it's it's good. Uh, it's well drawn. It's well written. Um, it's an interesting topic. Um, the first issue was pretty cool. I, I liked it. Um, I didn't. So I don't know if, what I can say that doesn't make that doesn't like maybe maybe you want to just unfold it, have it have the story unfold for you, and without knowing anything. I don't think this really tells you much. Take Drew's word for it. You'll. Yeah, I don't know that though. I don't know that you'll <laughs> love it. I loved it, but yeah. I don't know if everyone will. I. It was cool. I liked it, and I don't think I knew what what it was going. I don't know how because we talk about these books five different times before they come out. <laughs> you know, how do I not know this stuff by the time that they're out? Are we done in Marvel now? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking through Marvel and I'll figure out, looking at Star Wars Bounty Hunters and seeing difference going. We've already talked about most of that stuff. Yep. Are your people excited about Darkhawk on your uh, your Facebook group? <laughs> no, not not so much. Still focusing on the art, the old Darkhawk guy. Old Darkhawk, uh, yeah. waiting for it to spike. Yep. But, I don't know. This nonstop Spider-Man, uh, second issue, the first issue was really good. And it's that Joe Kelly book. And I know we talked about how mm. good they did with the the Deadpool series a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really good series. The first first issue I thought was really good. So huh. Very good to hear. Holy crap. Berserker is still going crazy for its second number two issue with the covers. Dang. Did you already talk about Spider-Man Spider's Shadow? No. So the concept is what if Peter Parker became Venom and it's written by Chip Zdarsky. And what, so he, he once put the alien suit on and nearly destroyed his life. What if he'd never taken it off? What do you think? He'd be happier. <laughs> do you think you'd read that? Yeah. I think I'd read that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying about the Berserker number two. Mm-hmm. So these are re- returnable by Boom. So there are 
250 copy incentives that you can order 250 copies to get <laughs> the incentive. You can get your well, why don't you just order 500? Order 500 Berserker number twos. You get, <laughs> if you're a comic shop, uh-huh. you get two 250s, three 150s, five 100s, uh, 10 50s, one in 50s. What is that? 20, one in 25s. Um, you can keep one of each of the A, B, C, D, and E cover, D covers um, for your racks. Keep two if you want. Mm-hmm. And then send them all back. And then just. Send all the other covers back and just keep your incentive covers and sell those. And yeah, it's, it's an easy scam. Do it. What's what's the, well, you're only out a little shipping, right? This Send is it making mail. money hand over fist <laughs> by your ship it media mail and you're in good shape. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> uh, I should have a comic. <laughs> I'd, they'd probably just be stacked in the back room. Oh, I got to get around this thing. Oh yeah. But on paper, it sounds pretty easy. Oh, right? yeah. Scout's Honor, number four from Aftershock. I read the first two. I need to get on three and four. Oh, yeah. The second one was good, too. Oh, nice. Undone by Blood. The Other Side of Eden. Really good. First issue of the second. And there's a... Is that a hard case crime? Minky Woodcock? Yeah. Wood, the girl who electrified Tesla. That should be good. Yeah. Haven't seen one of those for a while. They must have take, been taking a break, or I've just not. No. I don't think they have. And then we have Man Goat and Bunny Man, number one. What? I missed that one. Yeah, it's a Zenoscope book. Yep. Uh, the cover is amazing. Uh, this could sell it on its own, just that cover. And wow. I think there's something here. Did you read the solicit? Bigfoot, the Jersey Devil, the Loch Ness Monster, all are age-old folklore fodder. But could they actually be real? In recent years, the myth of Mango and the Bunny Man has grown locally, and many have claimed sightings of two unique creatures, yet no concrete evidence exists. And that's exactly how they want it. Dealing with the things nightmares are made of, so we don't have to. Deranged mutants, satanic cults, demons, summer vacationers. Mango and the Bunny Man protect us from the evils that hide in plain sight, but they don't want your adoration, they just want to be left. Now, Zenoscope is normally a... This is never going to pan out, but you might have me on this three-issue series here. Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know which cover is more desirable, A or B. That's that's my problem. And they cranked this up to a $6 book. That's yeah, I didn't like problem. that. That was the thing I was going to say. So if this was a $4 book, it would be a no-brainer. I'd probably buy both. And in and, pure, uh, you know, Zenoscope fashion, even though they only have two covers, one of them's cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great cheesecake, though. <laughs> High-quality cheese. So that's a, ch- that's a challenge. Oh, man, I really wish. Yep. But it's harder to take a flyer. I think about it. And you're right. Uh, historically, we never have any luck with Zenoscope panning mm-hmm. out from a spec uh, standpoint. But both of those covers are very cool. Could get picked up. Could be some interest. Could be. Yep. All right. What's next? Uh, cover price? Yep. And you're going to read us our top ten for cover price. I get to do the top ten? Sure. I like to switch back and forth. Yay. At rank ten, we have Canto number one. Per deadline, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's uh, studios have optioned rights to the graphic novel and are adapting the fantasy series as an animated feature. 
The number one copy went raw. The number one raw copy went for $380. And a 9.8 went for $1,200. Kyle, you have this. I think yeah, I have. I got to look. Dig it sure. out yes. and sell it. Yeah. There are 6,000 copies out there in the world, and I think you have one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, they say that this that many of those were damaged was shipped back in the day and it's called the infamous canto crease because uh, midway down the spine many most of the most of the copies of the comic have a crease in making nine eights extremely rare must that dig sounds, that sounds me uh marvel voices number one this book has two things going for it it's both a cameo appearance of children of the atom as well as the first appearance of the goddess spider sold 43 copies um, had a high sale of $58 for a near mint raw. West Coast Avengers 45, White Vision is still trending. It's unknown when and how or if we'll see him again, but fans believe he'll stay white. Hence, this continues to move 72 copies at a high sale of $560 for a CBCS. Ultimate Fallout 4 continues to sell. We're at $3,200 for a CGC 98 now. Um, number six we have spidey super stories number one from 1974 this has spurred plenty of online debates uh because it's the first black soup spider-man yeah uh, so this sold 46 copies and had a high sale of 157 dollars uh rank five we have slam number one a boom book from 2016 which is the roller derby comic which i loved if you remember back mm-hmm. in the day yep uh, it's now in the works at hbo max but as an animated series with pamela ribbon um uh, this sold uh f- like eight times cover and the cgc 98 sold for 150 dollars uh rank four eniac number one from bad idea continues to sell well we sold 122 copies uh 225 dollars for a raw copy uh lenore number one uh from slave labor publishing in 1998 uh neil gaiman was been attached to this comic since the 2011 san diego comic-con when it was announced by creator roman dirge that gaiman would not neil gaiman yeah and it would act as executive producer with sony family entertainment producing the feature film the script was ultimately rejected and here we are 10 years later still with gaiman on board but with canadian multinational e1 now developing the the process great news for lenore fans recent spike uh it sold 25 copies had a high sale of 200 for a cgc 98 that's interesting uh mystery girl number one from dark horse in 2015 tiffany haddish to produce and star in mystery girl uh, sold 27 copies had a high sale of 43.95 for a raw copy and nottingham is number one kyle ah. our mad cave book from last week that we were talking about you would think this book is trending due to content news but nope this new feature this new series features a new twist on robin hood was just a scorcher sold 78 copies had a high sale of 50 dollars for a raw copy we were talking about this yeah, one. we talked about it being a new twist on robin yes all right for our backups our honorable mentions our runners up at rank 11 we have the third print of canto number one so we talked all that about the first print uh the recent development news lit fire under many canto keys including the low printed third print moving 23 copies cgc 9.8 going for 215 dollars 
1992's X-Men number four, as as we begin Falcon Winter Soldier this week, we'll get to see what speculation plays out and what doesn't. Omega Red's rumored appearance is at the top of that list. X appearance X appearances didn't quite work out in WandaVision, so it'll be interesting to see if books move so wildly for Falcon like it did for Wanda. Still, Omega's first sold fifty-four copies, four hundred one dollars and fifty cents for C nine eight. Spawn number one, CGC 98, up to $245. At rank 14, Action Comics number nine from 2012. It'll most likely be a while until we know which Superman the next film will focus on. However, Calvin Ellis remains the frontrunner, at least market-wide. His first full appearance is in this issue, which moved 52 copies. $550 for CGC 98. Batman 106, from just a couple weeks ago, the first appearance of Miracle Molly continues to have steady sales. 57 moving, 20 bucks for a raw. So she's the next punchline. Infinite Frontier Zero, this issue features the first cameo of the highly anticipated Titans Academy. Move 51 copies, 15 bucks for raw. Marvel Voices number one, Kari Randolph. Uh, issue. As noted, this issue features the cameo appearance of the Children of the Atom as well as the first appearance of the Goddess Spider, the spider that bit Peter Parker, and Cindy Moon. So that spider has a first appearance? Yeah, I guess so. That's weird. Uh, this Randolph co- cover sold 15 copies, 25 bucks for a Raw. Champions number one from 2016. This particular super team is a fan favorite lineup of the new heroes of Marvel. This week continued to raise with 28 copies moving a CGC 9.8 going for $255. I have a couple issues of this. Uh, Ultimate Fallout 4, the second print, Pacelli we talked about earlier, the second print, 500 bucks for 9.8 and continuing to rise. And Ultimate Fallout 4, the the Bagley second print, uh, $1,300 for a CGC 9.8. So anything early with uh, Miles. Yeah, get it, get it. All right, Drew, we've talked about what the current market holds as far as hot books and everything, but now let's look a few days into the future with me and see what we can suss out in our sneak peek at next week because we need to find the next books yeah. that are going to be on our hot tens and our cover price. I want to take a quick, quick second to shout out our uh, Patreon while I got a chance. I almost forgot. Oh, um, yeah. Um, please go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit. Um, to check out our Patreon page, we want you to join up um, and be a pa- a patron of us at any level. Um, this gets you into our Slack channel. Uh, this gets you early access and exclusive access to episodes uh, that you wouldn't normally hear. Uh, this gets you entered in our prize giveaway. We're giving away some 9.8 CGC comics um that we're going to be pulling the first one um this month so uh just 10 days we'll be pulling or 11 days we'll be pulling uh the first winner so we want to get you entered in that uh to win your choice of dark tower gunslinger born number one batman number 98 powers of x number two red sonia age of chaos number one wonder woman number 761 House of X number five, Catwoman number seventeen, Basketful of Heads number one, and Star number one. You could have any of those. Uh, these are cover A's and B's and variants. Um, there's posts on our our various social media uh, channels where you can see the 
the different um, images of those slabs and to choose from. So uh, make sure you get in if you want to and become a patron of Comics for Fun and Profit. We appreciate everyone who does that. Lots of fun stuff. You're unlocking lots of things for us. Why we're doing some of the extra stuff that we've been doing is because of our patrons. So uh, we hope that you can be a part of that. Um, continue now. Let's slide over uh, to Lunar. Yeah, let's send it on over to LunarDistributions.com. Let's find the new releases for March the 23rd and see what DC has to offer this coming Tuesday, starting with Action Comics 1029. A Joker War Detective. Fantastic mm -hmm. on that hardcover. In the big book, of course, Future State Teen Titans Ruins for one with a big red X, another one of these red X covers here. Yeah, they kind of look alike, don't they? Yeah. Can't Six. go wrong with Dan Mora or Lee Bermejo drawing Batman. Those both look yeah. good for Detective 1034. Love when Derek Chu does Harley, so I love that cover B. Do you like, you prefer him over Frank Cho, Harley? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was your favorite for a long time. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't really like the way Cho did his last run necessarily. It's still good, but just not as. Boy, Red X is on friggin' everything this week. Teen Titans Academy 1, Teen Titans Academy 1 cover B. We talked about that Future State Teen Titans Ruins. We um, think that this Harley Quinn relaunch is going to do anything with Stephanie Phillips. Nope. Still all no. agey. Still dumb. Think it's going to be too safe? Yep. So great. You're right about that Derek Chu cover, though. All right, we've taken a look at some of our DC titles. Let's go look at the other publishers to see what else is coming out of this. Crossover gets a second printing for its first issue and a second printing for its third issue, but nobody wants a second printing of its second issue, I guess. We get a Die, Die, Die for the first time in quite some time. So its uh, 14th issue is out. Uh, that's awesome. We get the Mime uh, focused issue of Haha ha number three. Oh my. Moonshine is out with a new story arc. Brian Azzarello. I kind of thought that was done. I did too, but apparently <laughs> there's more to say. More to do. But, like, we have to support this kind of thing. This is what we've said. Keep it an ongoing. If you got to take a little break, keep it an ongoing. Don't cap it and start it again. Do you recognize the Stray Dogs horror movie? I think that's just Pat Sammy. Is it more Pet Cemetery? The, the first, oh, no, the first one, one was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, this okay, that's right. And then this one, Pet Cemetery. Gotcha. Again, but I'm not sure because horror is my least thing I want. Yeah. I, I scare you very easily. <laughs> very fragile. Yes. Lady Baltimore Witch Queen, number one from Dark Horse. Interesting. Might be interesting. Written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden. Best of Michelangelo. Is that a red cover or an orange That's cover? That's red's wrath. How dare me. Not... What is wrong with you? Is a Roethlisberger cover for Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, that's the guy's name. Thomas Roethlisberger. Any relation, you think, to our quarterback? <laughs> Who knows? Alien number one. All kinds of covers. Yeah, we were... Um, I'm still curious about this one because... You know, I know the property is not as uh, as iconic as Star Wars, and these aren't our first appearances because we have our dark horses. <laughs> well, yeah, but 
you know, when Star Wars came back, it made a big splash, right? With its old first appearances. Yeah, that's true. Gleason's not doing anything special with the Amazing Spider-Man cover, right? Just new costume. And we've, we've seen the costume enough to, to think it's not, not going to be anything. Correct. Carnage, black and white and blood, uh, number one of four. Who's doing this? Al Ewing, Ben Percy, and Teeny Howard. Hmm. Struggling, at least in Marvel. Let's keep going down. Firefly brand new verse number one. Ah, this is Josh writing this. He's written Firefly before. I'm down in Rabbit World number one. This is a Scout comic book written by Todd Sinani with art by Alec Okunev. It was like any other morning until it wasn't. Growing from the rural areas, it was a simple dog bite, but at the end of the day, civilization was collapsing. The outbreak left people rabid, devoid of their humanity, left only with violent rage. I like, I like, I like me some uh, virus outbreaks. There you go. Rage you know? is good. Yeah, very, very Walking Deadish, or every zombie movie. Vietnam horror number one from uh, Behemoth Comics. In Vietnam, a unit of American soldiers is running an underground reconnaissance using men known as tunnel rats, Jones being one of them. Strange movements and unusual songs and from a nearby mountain cut be sent into the tunnel to search for members of the Viet Cong. And, however, inside the mountain, they'll find something they could never prepare for. Tunnel rat book's cool. And The Edge, number one from Second Sight Books, Marvin Wynn writing this. Infected by the super steroid The Edge... Revenant is on a rampage to eliminate Richard Tartable. Can the strike team placed between them stop Revenant, or will they all spread the infection in the edge first further? Anything else, Drew? No. Nope. All right, Drew, this is where I ask you the tough questions. What's your pick of the week? What's the one book to make sure you are checking out, putting in your backpack, in a bag, and a board, and a top loader? Because it's... <laughs> um. Man, I'm, I'm tempted on the Vietnam Horror number one. Yeah, it was neat. Well, I think I'm going to go with Rabid World instead from Scout Comics. Yeah. Just because I'm a sucker for survival after virus help. <laughs> yeah. You like it when not everybody dies and they come back. Yeah, they hole up in a hospital or a prison or shopping mall. Shopping mall is a good one. Yeah. Don't want to go back to do DC books last week. But we've got all these Red X things over there. This is a tough week for me. Did do this. I forgot about this. Okay, I'm going to do this. We forgot to talk about it on the way through. Cold Dead War, number one. Where am I at? Uh, from down in the, the smaller publishers. Heavy Metal Magazine's putting this out. Uh, George oh. Romero. Um, oh, wow. Trained to kill enemies of American democracy and freedom, the Pacific Pearl team continues to carry on their mission, even now, long after they've already given their lives to the cause. A horror war series set across the past, present, and years. A free occurrence reanimates an island of freshly killed soldiers in the wake of the Battle of Midway in World War II. Cold Dead War is the official sequel to the well-known heavy metal film. Sen. I remember that. Yep. And George C. Romero is uh, the son, I think. That pick, he got he inherited the catalog and picked it up and ran ah, with it. Very cool. So Cold Dead War number one from Heavy Metal. I ordered it. That's why it popped out to me. Looks good. 
We want to thank you guys for sta sticking with Drew and myself as we went through all the books coming out here through this midway through March. We thank you guys so much. Um, if you had a book that you think is the better book this week, write us and be part of the podcast. Tell us what you think. If we miss something or if you agree with us, um, write in and say, hey, we agree with you. You picked a good book. We, we like what you're doing. We always love to hear that stuff. Drew talked earlier about our Patreon and all of our links can be found there as well. So thank you so much for Drew and for myself. See ya.